0: Welcome to Bevies with the Boys, once again, episode 10, the only podcast that has ever released 10 episodes. A fun little tidbit for you. With me as always, Kieran, and also as always, Tom. How are you doing, Tom?
1: I'm loving it. Um, I'm happy. It's sunny. I've got my bevies. I've got my boy. They're the two things you need for a podcast, let's be honest. It it's itself. a very straightforward it's name stuff. yeah yeah it's great now i'm i'm loving it due to my my different personalities you know that i'm both a rich bitch and a basic bitch so I've <laughs> they got... can
0: be you know they're not mutually exclusive yeah, but... yeah, that was a real little i, I don't know what Oof. i'm saying carry on <laughs>
1: now i've got i've got prosecco for my rich bitch and all oh, right okay i've got the captain my captain for my basic bitch my captain morgan's. i'm gonna assume that's captain morgan's
0: yeah, that's oh right. you said it anyway and before just I as down i throat.
1: went to press that record button i spilled half of my prosecco into my captain morgan's so it's a uh, half Ooh. a prosecco and a dirty pint and i think that that's just awful that sums up my day <laughs> that's <laughs> it's <laughs> wonderful it's beautiful well yeah because
0: you oh, used you to okay? be uh oh uh, well uh, um you Used to be a sit round, fucking thumb in your asshole kind of boy, and now you're you're working again. You're a worky yeah, boy. Yeah,
1: it's great. Um, I'm back now in, that the UK's uh,
0: opening up slightly.
1: Back in the world of work, back, joined in the society. I've now seen people for the first time in three months. How's and, that been? Uh, I've never known levels of hatred like it. It's great. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. hoping
0: those people don't hear this which they definitely won't
1: no we don't we have no audiences uh no i it's i didn't realize how different it would be and i think everyone is going through that same thing of oh hey the world's starting to open up again what do we talk about we yeah. haven't really done much for three months
0: that's fine yeah no it's it's um well, i don't have that quite as much because i've been working well I was furloughed for a while and then I've been working for out just at home. But it's the same. We have like um, me and my team at work. We have like a a start of week and end of week uh, Skype call. And I think it's both intended to be like, hey, what are you getting on with this week work wise? But also kind of to make up for that. I guess you call it like water cooler conversation. Um, But it is tricky where it's like, what did you do with your weekend? Oh, I just watched these films and these TV shows. What did you do? Oh, yeah, the same. Okay goodbye like it's it's trickier i mean and also you've said to me like your sounds even more um just mind-numbing where everyone because we're british it's like we've replaced talking about the weather with like so how was your quarantine yeah, <laughs>
1: like, it's, it just I've had i it couldn't it do it too many times and I, I love it i love telling people i slept for three months and then you get you get a slight <laughs> like chuckle a and you're like oh Pretty much, I did go full on hibernation, and it's been great. But no, we, we, we did this, and that was great. But we've peeked behind the curtain for too long. We've shoved we the face backstage. We haven't even got onto the most important factoid of today, which is what are you oh. drinking, sir?
0: Oh, you've done the old Uno switcheroo. Normally yeah. I throw that at you. I reverse well, I will card start, it. I suppose. Then. I've already I... told
1: my drinks, by the way. Uh, Oh, you have told your drinks. You missed the last five minutes of this podcast that we record together.
0: (laughs) It's been a weird weekend. Um, Uh, And it's only Saturday. (laughs) Exactly. I actually have quite an exotic drink this week that I actually, I partially bought with this podcast in mind and also because I just thought, A, I want to start trying fancier things. Oh, not fancier really, but different things. So normally... Rum wise, we've discussed, we've had both sampled many rums on this podcast and I like Captain Morgan's, which I haven't actually, i actually saying that I haven't had Captain Morgan's in months. Like I haven't bought a bottle of it in months and I haven't been to a pub obviously, so I haven't had it in a very, very long time. But normally like we both like like Dead Man's Finger and um, Mount Gay, I think I had on one episode. But this week I went on Amazon because for those who don't know, and you definitely know this because you kind of introduced me to this. Um, is that alcohol on Amazon is not only incredibly cheap compared to in shops, but the variety you can buy—at least when it comes to things like spiced rum—like that market has just exploded. Oh, um, yeah, 100%. And there's a lot of variety. So I have a rum that I don't even know if you'd have heard of. It's called Cut to the Spice. Um, I've the never bottle. Heard of it. I might. I'm half. I think actually I did put a picture on our Instagram story on uh, at Bev Boys Pod on Instagram. Um, but I guess by the time this podcast comes up, that would have been a while ago. So I'll probably put another one the day this podcast releases. But it's a really weird bottle. It's kind of I don't know if I like it or not. It's it's like minimalist design where you know you have like fancy government documents that have like a load of um, stuff redacted. So just like a thick black pen through Are you loads of text.
1: Drinking classified rum. I but might well be. <laughs> yeah, you can't no, describe it's it. Too much it, about. it, it
0: well, I mean, it, it tastes so nice, it should be a secret. Ooh. But, um, yeah, no, it's it's good. So I, I bought that on Amazon, along with some red leg, which may well be the next episode's uh, rum. But it's very tasty, and I have it this week. I usually just drink rum, I imagine like you do mostly, with Diet Coke or just regular cola. Absolutely. Um, but you introduced me to the wild world. It's, uh, me saying all these things, you introduced me, and then it turns out they're a very basic thing, makes it sound like I, I lived made, an incredibly sheltered life. I made you drink one other. time, and you
1: slightly liked it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, no, I'm drinking it with some tropical juice rather than Diet Coke, because I thought it'd be more like a rum punch kind of thing. Yeah. And I've got to say, it is very sweet, and it is very tasty. I'm just going to have a sip now. I haven't actually drank since we started this episode.
1: Next time, mix in some ginger beer or oh, canadian dry ginger ale that is a, a perfect rum spiced rum ginger ale wedge of lime yeah squeeze i might well
0: bit. have to give that a go i love rum punch like whenever it's a cocktail that i never often have until it is one of the only ones available because i like i imagine you as well i usually just go for long island iced tea because it's the most like it's the oh, yeah, strongest it's, cocktail you, you walk yeah. up to a
1: bar and just go abuse my body please <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um but no, like rum punch is always incredibly tasty when I've had it, and drinking rum with any kind of juice is—you're halfway there already, uh, and it's real tasty. Have you ever had? Because I, when I bought this on Amazon, some rums, if they like, if they've really gone into the marketing of it, give you like um, cocktail recipes and things that you should try it with. Yeah, and uh, that's partly why I'm drinking it with this tropical juice because it was one of the things they also said put some lime in it, and I couldn't be bothered to cut up or get any lime, so I haven't got that. But um. One of the other ones was lemonade, and I don't really drink rum with lemonade. Is that something you're a fan of?
1: Never heard of it, and it's made me shudder slightly. I mean, it's by far not the worst drink combination I've ever heard Mm. or poured for someone. I think at one time it was someone asked for a shandy, and instead of lemonade, they went for soda water. And I just, Mm. salty, salty beer. It's yeah, not that's something gross. Basically. I mean, beer's
0: like one of my least favourite things anyway. Rum and lemonade, um, I
1: can't... Uh, no, well, I can't do it.
0: I was like you. I just associated rum always with Coke, um, mm. or just on its own if it's a really nice one with some ice or whatever. But, uh, yeah, no, I think where... Because this, this one specifically, and a lot of the r- spiced rums on the market at the moment... This sounds like I'm doing my podcast I do for my job, which is more like <laughs> business development. But, um, yeah, a lot of the spiced rums you can buy... At least some of the more, I guess, artisan ones, which probably is definitely the wrong word, um, are, are very vanilla more so than they are like a dark rum is a bit more, you can kind of taste the heaviness of it. Yeah. Um, but I think what works quite nicely, drinking a rum like that, or like this, like this cut to the spice one, I had it with some lemonade earlier, um, just to pre-Bev, before the Bev boys. And... It weirdly is like uh, like a cream soda kind of thing because you're getting that like lemonade-y sort of fizzy flavour, but with the vanilla side of it, and it doesn't. It kind of cuts out the whole rum flavour entirely, uh, yeah. and it's quite nice. A little recommendation for you, I think you should I, give it a go at I some might point. Give it
1: a go. Also, I, I don't, I don't hold your opinion dear, so I'll oh, probably, thank you very much. Uh, in in one ear, out the other. Now, I'll, mm. I'll, I'm always trying to broaden my horizons, if you will. Uh, Animal Crossing, New Horizons. You can swim Um, now. A little plug there, Nintendo are paying us.
0: Uh, Yeah, no, I've seen You Can Swim. There was the summer update, wasn't there, which I haven't touched at all. I haven't played that game in months now, which is weird because we started this podcast now, it seems like yesterday, but we're up to episode 10, so it was almost three months ago. And you go to the early ones and I'm very much like, I love Animal Crossing, Tom Nook is my boy. You you had Tom Nook in the corner of the room just whipping you. Whereas now it's like just such a distant memory i haven't played animal crossing in yeah. such a long time i remember when
1: the whole world was playing animal crossing and just everyone just seemed happy for like two weeks yeah everyone just chilled it was out weird. Yeah.
0: it was it was like because i mean it's not like you've got to have a switch obviously and you've kind of got to be into it but it felt very much like when pokemon go took yeah, over the world was
1: say, that was just one summer of everyone yeah. just talking about <laughs> pokemon go
0: it was weird, and Animal Crossing had the same effect, despite the fact it wasn't as accessible at all. It wasn't a yeah. free mobile app or whatever. Well, was uh, definitely... Or maybe it's just like the circles we exist within.
1: It was definitely a system seller, because well, I think both your yeah. and my girlfriend's got switches for Animal Crossing.
0: Yeah, mine hasn't touched <laughs> her switch in months now. Nah. <laughs> I don't know about yours, but um, we talk about them like property. Maybe at some point we'll mention their names, but no, not I, now. I, I
1: prefer our method. The, the, the shroud of the enigma. Yeah, uh,
0: you can't say that. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are we talking about? We're talking about alcohol. Oh yeah, no, a little thing before we you rudely uh, continued the podcast as it's intended with the alcohol question. We okay. were talking about jobs. We were talking about your work at the pub. Yeah. Oh, um, well, I didn't know if you said you worked at a pub, but there I you did, go. But I, I secret's out.
1: Those worms are out that can. I work <laughs> behind a bar
0: you do work behind a bar you're a bar boy a barbed boy um but yeah no it was uh, it just reminded me the whole conversation about like oh people who say oh what you've been doing during quarantine i for a long time at least when i was at university and just before i worked as a, a waiter at weddings for like a catering company yeah um and uh it was the same thing where you'd get like almost like clockwork every single wedding there'd be at least like 10 guests who you go around with a bottle of prosecco or something and they're just like leave the bottle it's like you've got a kind of put on this false like oh my god you are the funniest person i've ever met never speak to me again and then try and like shuffle away from them
1: my cheeks just hurt from just the fake smile you always have i'm the the joker baby (laughs) I don't <laughs>
0: know. we've done that this that's week Yeah, but that's the problem you can't bring in jokes that we've done on siege I no can. one else's unless we just start doing a constant live stream podcast yeah, and we just stream our it's entire a
1: lives hip and upcoming meme slash yes we don't do vines anymore that was so no it's all TikTok now because, uh no not anymore. china will steal all your data America's and sell it to other people that was the big news
0: are they mm-hmm I don't know if I believe you. Trump loves China. Let's not get political. <laughs> that's not this podcast. I think
1: discussing TikTok. If that's like your threshold into political, then that's is. a subject you'll never break into. <laughs> I'm not
0: very political. No. Um let's do more of our kind of usual remit. Uh video games. Video games. I know I don't want you know, I know you're rare in a go. You said to me before we recorded you're like, "Listen, I've got some games I want to talk I, about." And some, I said, "Hold got off, some little boy." Stuff. Um I want to ask you if you have ever heard of a game called Super Liminal.
1: Uh I'll take my strange silence as a no and explain right. it to me. <laughs> Is it the well, one did where you... you play with like perspectives and shit? Yes. Yeah. Did you
0: ever did you Aha. see it on Reddit originally I like did. I did? Yeah. Where it's like and originally it was just some GIFs and it almost looked kind of like a tech demo sort of thing where they had like a, a chess piece that then you look over like the far end of a room and suddenly it's huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard. I kind of just explained it there. It's really hard to properly explain this game without seeing visuals. And obviously, you know what I'm on about. Yeah. Well, People a, listening might not.
1: It's a puzzle game in which you use perspective to change. Um, I've I've never played it, so I'm just explaining. You can yeah. No, color. you
0: tell me about this yeah. game. I've been playing yeah. this week, please.
1: It's 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 puzzleish. So you, it takes big brain power. Mm. Which you have in spades. I'm gonna throw in some compliments to you just to keep you on my side during <laughs> to during satiate the me
0: because you've just stolen my <laughs> yeah. thunder. Uh, right.
1: In which you use perspectives and sort of different planes. Like if you get something and then you walk towards it, it obviously gets bigger. If you walk away from it, it gets smaller. So you can use mm. that to then sort of lock it in place and then progress. How did I do? Was that a ten out of ten You did
0: yeah, you did good. That's kinda of oh. like the first half hour of the game. Um which I, I, you know, it, it, the whole game is that in a sense, but it obviously adds to it uh, and adds a few more mechanics and stuff. But as, as you've said, it's like it's like you pick up, say, like I've got in front of me a little memory stick, you hold it in front of you, but then if I turned and looked like at it, but as if it was outside it and it, it looks like the size of a car and then you drop it and you'd walk towards it and it is suddenly the size of that car. You The puzzle side comes into it where it's usually just like you go into a room and there's a pressure plate or a door, like somewhere inaccessible. And it's how do you get to that? Yeah. Um, and the first, to be honest with you, I played it in. It's actually really short. It's like two and a half, three hours max. It's a bit like um, the,
1: uh, I, the original Portal, where it's just like yeah, really it's quick, very
0: much like yeah. the original Portal. Actually, I was going to get to a, a handful of other reasons. If you just slow down there, cowboy, hey, I um, pick up the pace,
1: <laughs> soldier.
0: Right. Well, it, you your nicknames need some work. They do. Um, Although I did call you cowboy, so I suppose I haven't got a leg to stand on. We're just slowly making a discount
1: YMCA. The village people, (laughs) if you will. That was the song, not the people.
0: Um, Yeah, no, so it, what was I saying? It is basically, yeah, it's really short. And I don't think it's incredibly new. I thought it was brand new because it's only just come out on Switch. It Mm. came out like a week ago. But then I was looking up reviews and I think it came out on PC, if not just in early access, like last October, November sort of time. Um, but it's really fun. It's yeah, that's what i was saying. Sorry. So I played it in about two chunks. So it, because I didn't realize it was only about two and a half or three hours long, I played it all. I think it was yesterday. And the first I'd say hour and a half to two hours gets a bit repetitive. Like it's that it, initially it's super cool. It's like you pick up a tiny dice look like manipulate perspective so that suddenly it's the size of a house and then climb up on it and get through to another room but then you do that you know 15 times and suddenly it's not quite as interesting but then last night when I was playing the final bit of it it's kind of got a plot but it's very much like the original portal in that the kind of setup is that you're in this lab environment and that you're i think you're in a dream originally and it's this kind of dream therapy that maybe goes awry and you keep going into deeper dreams and things get more obscure and abstract the deeper dreams you go and the puzzles get a bit wackier um but then towards the end like the whole game is constantly kind of being narrated by two people initially it's like this disembodied sort of glados voice which is where the portal connection comes in but also i don't know how much you played i think you've played portal too but you know there's uh cave johnson who's like the more human person in that um it's got a similar thing where there's like a a doctor who it turns out i guess is the one that designed this dream therapy and you keep finding tapes that he talks to you and originally it kind of has the theme of like hey you've gone off course we don't know where you are like we can't help you but then later on, it seems like that's actually the whole thing has been like archetype like that, uh, and then it gets really fucking weird. <laughs> um, the best way the whole, for a game to progress. Yeah, no, I mean it is because if it had just carried on being, oh, it's a bit perspective like you move, you know, objects. Then okay, that's interesting for a bit, but it's not going to stick with you. But then it gets very like philosophical and like very. Um, just i don't know how to properly describe it without like having the mechanics of the game also be a part of it you kind of got to play it to fully get it but it's it's almost like the like the the mechanic of changing perspective to get to another room becomes less of the focus as much as just like constantly moving forward it almost becomes half like a walking simulator which i know a lot of people threw around for a while Mm -hmm. that like name yeah um but no, it's really good. Like I definitely, I don't want to give the end away entirely, but as I said, it is only like three hours long, and I, I know you haven't played it, but just anyone who has a Switch, it might also be on PS4. I know it's definitely on PC. Um, It's really cool. It is really, really cool. I, it's definitely better than it first lets on, I think.
1: I absolutely adored Portal and Portal 2. I've been looking yeah. for, for something to fill that crushing void in my heart and soul so yeah. this could be it um i think it, it's oh, oh you sorry go. carry on uh, i was just gonna say with because obviously if I'm, I'm guessing the main comparison you would do would be to something like portal which is yeah again for for quickly just in case people don't know just to explain this reference and making the whole time it's a game in which you have a blue portal and a yellow portal and you put your blue portal and you put your yellow portal if you walk through one you come out the other simple uh, but how they progress puzzles is it's constantly different they add in new stuff like sort of jump pads different goos to really change up the rooms does that carry through to subliminal as well is it constantly changing the idea of how you use the perspective or is it just okay i kind of know what i'm doing in every time and they'll just g- get through the puzzle my throat just exploded half through. That.
0: <laughs> no, it no it mixes it up um I don't know if it's, it's definitely not to the degree of Portal 2, but then that was like a real evolution on the first one. Um, it mixes it up in the sense okay, so initially the puzzles are like the gifs you would have seen on Reddit where, you know, there's a, a, a tiny dice that you need to turn into a cube so you can then get up to a doorway. So you look at it, like move it round, position it, and then place it and jump up on it. Yeah, Stuff it then starts introducing is um, they'll be like, you know, oh, I'll tell you what it's like. You know, you get those. Pick, again, on Reddit is a big place. You'll see this, but any pe- people will just send it on the internet. Is you get like those chalk drawings where, like, if you look at them from the right angle, they look three D. So it will look like a kid in the road or something. But then you walk towards it, and it's actually just a flat
1: image. Ah, oh, just like a coyote um, coyoteing you. In exactly, like a
0: wily coyote kind of thing. <laughs> um, it will be like that. So there'll be like a drawing mate uh, that's like drawn on several surfaces, and you have to position yourself in the right position so it looks like an object and then it actually becomes a physical object you can use like you grab it off the wall almost which is quite cool um and then it introduces a few things that i didn't like as much like eventually you usually i played it on switch so you press a to pick things up and put them down and sometimes rather than picking them up you'll press a and it will create like a duplicate of that thing and there's not as many great puzzles around that kind of idea as there is like the perspective thing but it's it's interesting that it mixes up a little bit um but no it's it's cool and it's got some really great music as well like some of the areas are sort of uh the the locations are a bit kind of like the first portal they're all very samey like portal is all just labs really and um and this is mostly just uh similar kind of labs not really as visually interesting as portals um but at some sections where you're in like a dream world, you'll go to like a really swanky hotel environment that has this really, really surprisingly great uh, sort of general just background ambient piano music. Uh, and the main menu's got that as well. And like when I finished the game, I didn't realize I was on my phone and I had this music just playing in the background for like 20 minutes because I was just really enjoying it. And suddenly I was like, oh, shit, I've had this on for quite a while. Um But no, it's really cool, I'd say, especially if you like Portal, which you do, uh, and you're looking for something. The only thing I will say is I got it, I think, on sale, and it was like 12, 13 quid, and it is only two hours, three hours at most. Yeah. So you've kind of got to weigh up whether that's okay for you, but um, it was for me, and I thought it was cool.
1: The Beavis the Boys recommendation is buy it soon before it is no longer on sale.
0: Yeah. Also, the only other thing I will say, I don't know what it's like on uh, on pc or if it is on ps4 it could just be a switch problem but the frame rate and the general gameplay feels really clunky at times and really weird and like choppy um so but you kind of get over it but initially it was almost enough to put me off like it's quite jarring yeah um but no otherwise it's tip top fun aroo
1: <laughs> pardon me uh that you I'm, have games yeah i'm gonna stick with that because obviously you play on the switch i've been playing mm. a lot of switch recently I'm, mm. I'm, I'm i'm i I, used to be like just it was my casual dip my little toes in the paddling pool just oh i of play some games and then back out uh but no, i've committed i bought a pro controller so you know i've committed this nice. is nice this is
0: That's the way to go
1: intense now uh so i've done a couple of games which i'll i'll rattle off there's one one Mystery, miscellaneous game as well, which I might throw in for you. But first of all, I'll start up with a game that I am a disgusting human being for not playing before,
0: Ooh. and
1: you'll agree with me. Uh, Mario Odyssey is surprisingly
0: really You've been fun. Playing Mario Odyssey, I am. have. You? Yeah. <laughs> I've been telling you to play this for you literally have. about a year
1: at least. Every every day you'd see me, you'd slap me in the face and go, "Mario, please. I would Be the plumber boy you want to be. Yeah, uh, it's gr- well, I think. Uh, the last big game we obviously played, both I say like we, as in like we sit in the same room and we just hug and play games together. That's only for Tuesdays. Uh, the rest of the time, <laughs> is completely normal. But uh, the last big game we played was Last of Us Two. I, I think you'd agree with that. So I just I wanted. To, I didn't want to be sad anymore, man. No, yeah, it that's was, why I've now just yeah. started
0: binging a load of indies. I'm like, and I just want something a bit light.
1: I get to be a slightly fat plumber just jumping around having a great time throwing his hat in the air in celebration i just it's like i've just graduated i'm just flinging it away Uh, (laughs) so you
0: you're a fan then is this your long-winded way to say you like the game yeah
1: pretty much this is this is the long word picture to draw you all in uh no it's a fucking good game it's colorful very good it's beautiful it's i like what they've done i say i like what they've done with the plot in terms of like oh it's a masterpiece but it's it's just a mario game you kind of know what's going to happen he goes saves the princess well i haven't finished it yet i I imagine he does otherwise that would be a a plot twist and a half (laughs) (laughs) she's
0: brutally murdered
1: in the end (laughs) they really take a turn but yeah, yeah, I just got to the the best place, uh, best named place I could ever think of in a game. All right, called New Donk City.
0: Oh, New Donk City's cr- I mean, you're familiar with New Donk anyway because it's in Smash Bros, which yeah. we spoke about. Uh, like, I imagine
1: it's going to be a reference to Donkey Kong at some point, potentially. Especially since there's like a mayor Paulina. This is like trivia for the for the yeah Paulina was games.
0: or Paul is it Paulina or is it just Pauline?
1: Uh, it Might just um, be Pauline. I might be wrong
0: she was what the female character in the original donkey kong i think yeah. it was like before princess peach was before mario existed no Ma- um, uh,
1: mario was if, if oh he no he was them, jump man he was jump he? man he wasn't yeah dead. and i liked uh there's a for some reason my most engaging part of the level it wasn't like the going through the different elements and funds it was just there's like two npcs in the corner have a skipping rope and you can just do a skipping oh yeah rope game. no there's I'd lots of little bits done like that for hours uh, but yeah, it, it also, great. I liked how they, because you can throw your hat and possess different things. <laughs> Apparently Nintendo,
0: when it was first coming out, they were very keen or very against any like uh, journalist calling it possession. They were like, no, 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 He, I can't remember their word for it, but they were just like, no, don't call it that. That's very misleading. It's <laughs> like, well, that's what he does. Like,
1: It's great, though. I've been, in the span of one game, I've been a frog. I've been a Goomba, which I never knew I wanted to be, but I love it. I've been a T-Rex, which I love how they added that in. I don't know why it's in there, it's but it is. It's very weird. And then, it's like a
0: photorealistic T-Rex around yeah. all these cartoonish Mario characters. It's
1: fucking amazing. Uh, and then I love, you can also be, a main part of what I've been doing is you can become a tank. And it plays very, very similarly to like, I don't know if you've ever played it or not, but the Wii Tanks on like Wii Play. I have. I've well,
0: played it on. Um, we spoke about it before that 51 Clubhouse games. Yeah, like, that's got a version it, of that, hasn't it? it which plays is similar.
1: Really, really similar to that. And I love it. It's just like yeah. a 3D Wii Tanks game. Uh, so yeah, basically, I'm a fool for not picking it up earlier, and I love it. It's fun. It's colourful. And then I played it for quite a while, and immediately threw it away to Fire Emblem, so I could be sad again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fire Emblem I actually have never finished it I got to I think the final level and um, I think this is partially why you're sad we were speaking a little bit before is because yeah. suddenly it gets brutally hard and all your characters die and you can't finish it Yeah. Um, but I've got to the final what I think is the final level of the whole game And it's like, suddenly there's 10 bosses you've got to fight all at once. And I just can't do it. And I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know if I can reduce the difficulty. I can't go back really. I I don't want to start the whole game again because it's like 40 hours long. I'd Um, like to
1: think you just, on a daily basis, you just wake up in the morning, boot up Fire Emblem, look at the screen of how fucked your rectum is going to be <laughs> and then just sigh and close it and put I it do. away for two weeks it is devastating
0: yeah um but um, yeah no I, ha- but, I haven't finished it i'm
1: just going to throw out the main mechanic for just i i have to keep on throwing out because people might know it might not know it uh are being main, very considerate this i episode. am i'm being ah oh, i'm just the best man mm. uh it's it's a mechanic where like if your character it's a real time strategy game so you just yeah you're like a spider on the wall you're staring down at everybody and you're moving around and you make them hit people with swords and spells and bows and arrows but if a character dies and you grow a relation with, with relationship with them you like learn to love their faults and defaults it's like a Animal Crossing kind of talking to them you sort of mm. learn them as people and then but if they die they're dead forever and you're just like well i'll just be sad now uh and that's happened a lot in these past few days so i've gone from highs to lows this is a roller coaster of a conversation you can't see the movement (laughs) i'm making my body
0: i can't at all this is an audio medium and neither can anyone else i'll send a picture it's pretty brutal um yeah no it's pretty brutal like it's
1: uh,
0: it's weird i think you can set it so they don't permanently die they just kind of go back to the monastery which is like the hub world i guess then you're not a
1: cool kid
0: Nah, i i feel that sometimes with games where there's options that will make it less frustrating but i'm like but then i'm not playing it correctly which is the worst fucking mentality to have but it's almost it's i think it's also spawned from where I'm so into the From Software games, the Dark Souls and Bloodborne and all that. And I'm like, I'm so glad there's not a difficulty setting because I know that if I got stuck on a boss for some yeah, some of the lengths of time I have been, i probably would like, yeah, i turn it down for that fight and then go back to it, which would then just feel really cheap. Yeah. Um, I've been but no, it's fighting cool.
1: with that idea for a while where like when I'm starting a game, I'm like, fuck me, I'm going to make it like super realistic i'm gonna be like yeah. i'm there and then i play it for like an hour it's the same thing that is the reason i put down doom
0: it's i was about to say we've come all the way full the, circle the, back podcast, to the pilot again we're
1: just like it's it's so difficult that i just give up and play something fun that i'm enjoying yeah. and then it makes you the mentality of well i'll just play all my games on easy and then i'm just like well but then i don't i don't like it too easy it's i'm a difficult yeah. person to please basically i figured out <laughs>
0: It is, it's a weird balance because I've had that with... Um, we spoke about, I think it was last week, we spoke about the smash single player thing, the spirit path mm. for light mode. Yeah, And that's kind of annoying where it's not a difficulty setting because I don't even know if you can set a difficulty. But like loads of the fights on that for some reason, I guess because there are thou- over a thousand maybe. Um, I've got to the point where my character's quite leveled up and so you just go into it and I just spam the same attack, kill the enemy in like five seconds and then go on to the next one. And it's half like, oh that's cool, I guess I'm really powerful, but it just gets really boring. Yeah. And just it's it's not you're not playing a game by that point, you're just doing like admin work.
1: Well I started playing it after you mentioned it because I'm a sheep. Um mm. and then I was having the same thing where like you could go in, just like do the same couple of attacks and then win, and then you'd suddenly just hit one enemy that is just yeah insanely just hard for no it. reason. And it's like, well the What's going on? How am I supposed to do this? And then you just, it it makes me just throw away everything and just go, well, I'm just going to go sleep now. That's how yeah, I deal with of a... most of life's problems. <laughs> you just snooze. Yeah, that's
0: um, great. well, I don't know if you have more games to talk about. I have one. I know it's been a very game-heavy moment at the minute, but um, I, I got one more game. Had a to, big old discussion
1: chat. about games in a while, though. So
0: we haven't. No, last week was music. I suppose now yeah, we're back to our bread and butter. I've, got, I've um, got my
1: final miscellaneous one that I'll throw out. Well, I but I'll let will you pose go first. a question
0: to you um have you i know this is something we spoke about again just if people don't believe us me and tom do know each other in real life we don't uh, i know lying. this is something we spoke about i've <laughs> never you... seen his face stop gaslighting me <laughs> um have you played undertale at all
1: i <laughs> i started it and then oh okay never picked it back up again
0: No. All right. Because I I think partly like you said, I think we both finished The Last of Us 2 and Mm. we're desperately looking for something radically different because it was so dour and so just like, oh my God, I want to play things that are fun again. Yeah. (laughs) so yeah, I've, I've kind of gone on a bit of a binge of pl- like picking up all these classic indie games that I uh, missed out on, I guess. And I'd never played Undertale. And it's it's obviously for people who are in the know, they know that it's like this huge cult classic uh, indie game that's like got a massive following of devout, uh, obsessed fans. <laughs> um, and I thought I'd give it a go. And I so far, I mean, I'm only... I don't know how far you got in before you abandoned it, but I'm probably... A couple hours in and i think the game as a whole at the most is only about 10 hours so it's yeah. like i'm happy with that but uh no i'm really i'm really enjoying it like it's not uh, i don't know it's not necessarily from the gameplay perspective that i'm really enjoying it but i'm enjoying the aesthetics and kind of the writing of it much more than i thought i would because it's very uh i mean you know this you played a bit of it yeah but it's very um like quirky and quite jokey and funny and yeah, tongue-in-cheek for the most part and and yeah and it's kind of poking like it is a it's a sort of a, a retro aesthetically charged um rpg yeah. kind of like i mean if anyone knows like earthbound or like the old final fantasies or something um but it's it's yeah it's kind of poking fun at that at the same time and also take a bit of a spin on things like that like the combat system um isn't necessarily term i mean it is term-based but it's usually like you have to it's sort of like a bullet hell where you have to dodge the enemy's attacks and then you can then retaliate but it's it's cool i like it i mean what what yeah. kind of didn't gel for you with it that you abandoned it oh, or is it just you never got around to picking it up again
1: i'm glad you asked me because i was i was thinking it through in my head of while, while you were explaining all these good things about it. i was like why did i hate it and the reason that i mainly just gave up was because I think I'd gone into it hearing too much stuff because Undertale was a game that you have multiple different endings. Like you have a pacifist ending if you don't hurt an enemy and then you have like a normal ending and then you have a bad ending if like you kill everybody and then I was going in with all these preconceived notions of why I can't do this but then then I'm not leveling up but then I can't hurt people and then it just all got melded up where I was like I'm not having fun I'm just playing a game already predicting the ending and just going through the motions. Yeah. So I, just put it no, down.
0: I, I I definitely had that issue as well where I I'd heard there was three endings and I wanted to get the pacifist one because yeah. what's quite interesting is that um, as much as you can you you have to engage in combat because it's kind of like Pokemon where you know enemies will just spawn out of nowhere. Um it's like you have you can either then choose to fight them or you can choose sort of like actions and some they're really weird like some of them are do you want to flirt with the enemy or do you want to talk to them or if there's like loads of dog enemies you can pet them and like play fetch with them and yeah. stuff um which is cool because it's it's not just like pacifist in the sense of you avoid combat entirely you kind of it becomes a bit of a puzzle game where you then have to work out okay what you know what does the game want me to do yeah. here to get around this fight i really but then,
1: like it as a mechanic because i don't yeah i can't think of another game that's gone that in depth in the fact that the enemies aren't necessarily enemies and you can approach it however you want to approach it
0: yeah it's it's interesting as well in that sense because i like early on i don't know how far you got but there's a bit where these two dog creatures, like, come to try and attack you. Um, And I don't know if you have to fight them. I can't remember. But then I think it's just, like, almost like a cutscene. And then later on you go to a bar and they're just there hanging out. And, like, it it sort of shows, like... I think as the game goes on from what I've heard, this is very much a part of it. But, yeah, it's like these aren't necessarily the bad guys. They're just kind of in their world. And the plot, the very vague plot that's introduced at the start is that it's like humans and monsters had a big fight many years ago. The monsters lost and all got sent underground. And you're this little child, I think it is. It's like quite a poorly put together sprite. Um, but you're like a child who's fallen in this hole. And now you're underground with the monsters trying to get back to the human world. Yeah. So no, it's, it's cool though. Like, I, I think one of my favorite things about it at the minute is the soundtrack. I don't know if that really gelled with you, but... Oh, 100%. Um, I really like it. Incredible. Like, it's very chip-tuny, kind of classic retro styling, but um, it's can be quite orchestral at parts, and it's really great. I like it a lot.
1: Hmm. I think it's... Well, it's the game that holds a lot of prestige, because it, it just... it As soon as it came out, it just grabbed a whole bunch of people.
0: Yeah, it was a real fan favourite yeah. at the time. I don't know when it originally came out, but I think it's on loads of things now. It's been ported to... I mean, I'm playing it on Switch, like... I think that was quite a recent release, but originally was on PC, I guess, and PS4. It might yeah. have even been PS3. I don't know if it was that early. I don't think it was. I, um, I but no, I it's cool. Enjoy. It's a fun time. Yeah, I like it a lot.
1: It's. Ah, oh, I'm just now thinking about all the games that I need to play because I've. I went on a buying spree this week. I won't lie to you. I bought a phone every week for you. There's no sprees anymore. It's just a problem. It's yeah. It's the only way dopamine gets to my brain these days. I'm going like ah. I'll just capitalism. It's great. Um, What's the other game? uh, Your secret one? I'll tangent it into my other game eventually. At one point during the podcast, I won't have to ramble for five minutes when trying to change the topic (laughs) just to get a a run day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like a fucking airplane. I'm just. I go down the (laughs) runway.
0: Yeah, they're Until always just wobbling off. down the runway, aren't they? They're yeah. definitely not heavily regimented. I'm
1: a penguin-based airplane. It's
0: penguin. Don't do that. You, you, and Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> both cannot pronounce <laughs> penguin.
1: Uh, I did actually try and pronounce it properly. Then that was. Uh, you said legitimate. penguin. <laughs> I didn't, but <laughs> uh, okay. Ricketts Say penguin. it now. No. Say it. Penguin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Almost right. Is it, are we? Are you ready to yeah. finally take that swing? Yeah.
1: I'm gonna. I'm gonna dub in different versions of me saying that uh yeah i i played i booted up uh the other day the best console not the best console one of the best consoles that has ever existed Mm. in my humblest opinion Mm. which is the nintendo wii Mm. which (laughs) might might get a lot of flack but i think for what it did to gaming and it just it was a it was a game console that anybody could play and probably everybody has played
0: Right, because were you hang on? Incredible, because I'm going to call you out here. Were right. you playing the Wii after all this pomp and circumstance, mm. or were you using it how I imagine you were as a GameCube machine?
1: No, I wasn't. I was, oh, you're actually playing the Wii. I okay, was using it as an arcade machine. <laughs> oh, <right>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because what were you playing? I on decided there? to play House of the Dead, which is oh an old, nice, oh, yeah, yeah. The, they had what was it? Game. Two and three return, yeah. I
0: think it was called on that.
1: Yeah. One, I didn't realise how bad the voice acting was in that game. It's awful. Yeah. It's so, so you're, you're walking down a corridor and then just my character's going, oh my God, he's dead. Yeah, I need to get to him. Absolutely appalling. Especially
0: one and two. Uh, three was pretty bad, but two, I know one isn't on that package. Yeah. But two is awful. Oh, it was the worst thing. Honestly. I don't know why it's so bad. I guess it's because it was in the arcades and they didn't really give a shit about like, that yeah. kind of production was value. That, I,
1: I didn't even think it had a plot, but apparently from what I've played, it has like an intrinsic plot with different characters. It's got a main just, villain, yeah. yeah I, All thought of it was them just I
0: can't remember his name. Killing villains. Um, i just, I just heard uh, the
1: word G shouted at me for about two hours. G is
0: one of the main characters, I think, mm. yeah.
1: But no, I, I realised that pointing at your screen and shooting imaginary zombies as they get you, uh, really, really fucking fun. It's uh, a fun
0: game. It is. I mean, I didn't... I don't know if I played that one loads on the Wii. I know I had... House of the Dead 3 on PC so I just used a mouse. Um, mm. But no, it's House of the Dead has always been like one of my all-time favourite uh, arcade games. Like yeah. Anytime we went bowling or whatever as a family I didn't give a shit about bowling. I was like, I've got to go play House of the Dead, okay. bye.
1: <laughs> That's why I think though the Wii was so good, to go yeah. back to my early was because it could replicate those experiences and so many like it was a game that you could just grab the Wii remote and you're like, oh this is bowling or tennis is like i know what to do with my hand so therefore i know how to play the game immediately yeah
0: i think that was both a real benefit of the wii but also probably its downfall is Hmm. you said just then okay i can pick it up and play bowling and tennis and what you're describing is wii sports which is what everyone played on the wii um but once you've expended all the fun you can get from that like what there wasn't loads worth buying exclusively just for the wii first like it had ports of other games i
1: can't remember massive games. i mean like the mario galaxy games came out and they're some of the best yeah they were great but that's
0: the thing is nintendo's first party games and it were great kind of like the switch but then the switch has got a lot of great third party stuff as well yeah but um the wii was like if you weren't you know if you weren't into nintendo if you weren't into mario games if you weren't into pardon me uh, animal crossing and things like that there's not really much to play on the Wii, or no. there was, no, there was like shitloads, but most of it was shovelware and just complete shite that companies had just gone, oh, well, let's put, you know, uh, fucking Connect 4 on the Wii yeah. and charge 40 quid for it, it which is the just ridiculous.
1: Easiest way to print money, especially with, and it's proven mostly in the peripherals that were yeah. done. because that Which was is a just, very generous word. Yeah, it was just a lump of plastic and go like, oh, like with Mario Kart, obviously they did like the Wii steering wheel, which you could mm. you could turn and pretend you're driving because who wants to be driving in a weird mushroom-based reality? Um, well, Everyone
0: who's a Mario Kart pro knows you turn off motion controls anyway.
1: <laughs> well, no, that, that was actually just calling back to a weird memory I just got at that point. Uh, I remember when I first got the Switch... And the first game I got for the Switch was Mario Kart 8. I was playing it with my brother, and then because we played so much Mario Kart Wii, he was very very annoyed at me for not using motion controls. But that's how <laughs> it's supposed to be played. I'm like, "No, it I isn't. don't
0: I have not used motion controls once on the Switch." No.
1: I well, I did it for 1-2 Switch, but that was like a that's a oh, I did it for fitness
0: time. boxing, but I meant for Mario, but oh, no, Mario, I mean in general like No, I I mean, it's not the same, really. I suppose the Wii came with a a sensor bar, whereas, I mean, that being said, the Switch controllers almost seem as responsive and it's all Mm. built into the controller. Like, there's no other thing, like, no, you know, connect kind of thing you've got to plug into your TV. It's just
1: got the gyroscope in it. it. That's why the. And it's really sensitive and really effective. Fun fact they had a Wii Motion Plus. Which had an even better Wii Sports that came with it. Wii Sports that Resort. Was, no, that
0: yeah, was uh, Wii Sports Resort, wasn't mm. it? it? Was the Wii Motion Plus one? Yeah, and that was fun. That had like the sword fighting, which was great, and stuff, and the the plane yeah, flying. Yeah, you could thing. fly over cool. the whole
1: island. It's it's a very underappreciated version of Wii Sports. I say underappreciated. It's probably still on the fucking best selling games of all time. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's a
0: Nintendo first party game, so yeah. there you go. But
1: I just i i like to, but i I'd also like that there's not motion controls in abundance anymore. I feel like everyone's now done that. Like if you if yeah. you want to go do bowling, just go to Wii Sports bowling. It still holds up really fucking well actually. Yeah. Uh, well motion we controls now
0: are mostly um reserved for like VR I think hmm. uh which it even then like I've played VR a handful of times I haven't got a VR headset or that. But it still isn't quite there. It's still like the almost I want to say uncanny valley which isn't quite what I mean but it's the it's like it's so close to being one-to-one but where it is slightly off it still feels a little yeah, bit janky to play
1: I want to I've never done VR I've never oh really you've not done it at all no I never submerged myself it in that it blew reality.
0: my mind the first time I did hmm. it's so like you think you know what to expect and then you actually have the goggles on and you're like I am in the game world yeah. <laughs> it's crazy I am
1: the game uh mm. I'd like to give Half Life Alex a go. I think that's meant to
0: be incredible. Yeah, yeah. but then the pro- VR is so um, it's so expensive like, prohibitively the expensive. Yeah. yeah, like VR uh, Half Life Alex is usually what the Valve is, Valve's got a VR headset, haven't they, or is it? Um, like HTC Vive or whatever owned
1: by Facebook I think yeah yeah
0: but uh no it's just like yeah you're looking at at least I mean obviously you've also then got to have a a PC to be able to actually run it correctly so you're looking at
1: easily like a thousand pounds the space as well I mean you've been to my flat and I've described (laughs) it enough on the podcast for people to rob me every day (laughs) <laughs> um but like, I i ain't got no fucking room for that so no what, it so would be... if i want to play vr gaming i need to move house uh which will be a lot of money i need to buy the vr buy the rig and it's at that point it's just i don't need it ps4 vr is looking like or maybe now ps5 vr is looking like the most sensible option to go down, but it's still... I do wonder if there'll be a
0: PlayStation 5 one. I don't know how well the...
1: the... Because there's... I saw... Again, this is just hearsay. I saw on Reddit, there's someone working on a PS5 VR game. Basically, they've been working on a VR game for ages, which is all like cyberpunk-ish. I Um, don't know...
0: I don't know whether I could really... If there's, at the minute, I mean, Half-Life Alex is supposedly incredible and like yeah. worthy of buying a, a headset for PC, but I don't know if there's a console game that I could justify buying the headset I for. Well, um, I wouldn't even yeah, agree it's that just so expensive.
1: Half-Life Alex is worth, I've never played it, but for me personally, I wouldn't want to spend that amount of money on something and then just have like, oh, this is a standout game that's amazing. Yeah, you've got some other ones that would be pretty fun, but this is amazing. I'm like, well after i've done that then what i've got some mediocre games i can play sure i think i'll jump on it when it is in a point that it is like there's like system sellers for it
0: yeah i mean when facebook first bought oculus i think a lot of people as much as facebook is fucking scum of the earth very untrustworthy they'll steal your data blah 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 um I think people were quite excited because it was like well hopefully this means that it's the first step towards VR becoming more of a household like acceptable you know yeah. um thing that you can get your hands on but I feel like we're still like there hasn't really been that much momentum in that sense since no. that did happen and I reckon we're still probably like fucking I don't know 5 years off at least until VR and even then who knows if VR will be like a mainstream thing or with it or if it will still remain like a really niche thing yeah because i think as we know it but like you say that to your fucking nan or you know whoever they're not going to know what virtual reality games are
1: that's the that's the difference i think i think they will know it because they've seen it in like the films from say like the 70s the 80s it was all like ah, this is the future of gaming yeah this is how we're going to live our world i'm going to take my normal pessimistic self yeah, shocker take it back a bit right and um go for the fact that i don't think vr gaming will ever be mainstream personally because i know too many I don't people think it will. like no. the disconnect of it's for i'll be honest it's too much of a hassle i don't want to getting home from work i just want to be able to bend over pick up a controller oh hello oh, <laughs> oh cheeky uh but no, as in like now I think rest mode is the greatest thing for consoles because I can literally yeah. just press a button on a controller and I'm starting playing the game basically immediately. Yeah. For VR. It,
0: like it makes it so ludicrous to think back to like the PlayStation 2 or even PlayStation 3 yeah. of every time you wanted to play anything, you have to load up the console, load up the game, log in online. Like it was like a five minute thing, whereas now uh that was this uh what was it called? What the fucking game I mentioned earlier, Super Liminal. Like, I, 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 I turned on my Switch again, and it was just there. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just complete the whole game now. Yeah, Why not? It's, really it's so
1: easy. Like in Switch, I can turn off my Nintendo Switch, put it on the side, and then two weeks later when I go, oh, I'll just pick up some games, grab it, and then it's still on the same game. I'm like, Jesus Christ. But for VR, I yeah. can't imagine getting home from work, sort of that tired uh, sense that everyone has when they get home from work, most of the time. And then going well, I want to play some games, so I'll just I'll put on my goggles, I'll put on my gloves, I'll turn everything on. It, unless they can get it streamlined enough, I don't think it'll work.
0: No, it's um at the minute it, the only way I could see that being a reality is very like sci fi ish, where mm. it's you come in and you just like either puts like Black Mirror esque, you know, put a little chip just to the side of your head, and suddenly you're in that world, or I guess kind of the closest thing that might be a reality was the whole Google Glass thing where you just slip on a pair of glasses yeah. and it's like a heads up display. But even that, from what I've seen, is like not nearly one to one enough to justify it as a, as a you know, mainstream appealing thing.
1: No. I think Google Glass, um, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that's just gone completely away now i think they just it's definitely gone under the
0: radar at the very least yeah it's not um it's definitely not like you know ready for public release next year or anything yeah uh especially with like
1: ps5 and xbox series x coming out i think that's just going to be a case of it's more of the same that's what people have grown into now yeah that's where well it's that being said i
0: mean the slight change won't be how we play things but it will be how we consume that media because we spoke about before with the the whole ps5 reveal is they're going to have the for the first time for sony ever the um digital only version yeah which is like it's i think that's much more not vr at all but that is where the future is going because i didn't realize i saw this on twitter the other day there was some news story about i think it was capcom said that um 80% Eighty percent of their sales are entirely digital, which blew my mind because I still majority buy everything physically. But clearly, we're like I think you do as well. We're in the minority of that.
1: Yeah, I've, which is weird. I've started going more digital. Whereas, like, we're growing up, I was like, I'm gonna be a collector. I'm gonna have access to everything. And now, like, yeah. I would love it if on my Switch there was like a GameCube N64 emulator. I could just have everything digitally on that system. Yeah. Like, the Xbox One was going to be digital-only, and people fucking hated that idea.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, that, yeah, Xbox has done that for a while, though, haven't they? Because I think there mm. was the Xbox 360 Arcade, which was like... Uh, I don't know if that was discless. I think it was. I never had an Xbox, but I'm pretty sure they got on that bandwagon quite early. Yeah. Um, which I guess means it wasn't a bandwagon at the time, it was just a wagon. <laughs> <laughs> they just hitched but, it up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this has been a lot of game talk this, this episode is, It's been a too lot of much game, game talk, talk. There's um, too many games I have drinking I have very quick little tidbits Of a few other things I've been consuming this week you If you don't have. mind no. If you will allow me
1: I'll I'll open up my ears more than they already are open
0: um dramatic hairpin turn in terms of tone this week i had a bit of a impromptu um vietnam 70s movie double bill oh the great watched... hairpin turn <laughs> it's very applicable yeah. um i watched the deer hunter and apocalypse now have you seen either of those of course uh, you haven't. never mind no
1: i've well obviously i've heard of apocalypse now and i'm right I'm... you never heard
0: of the deer hunter
1: i've never heard of the deer hunter I, oh, right. I know your opinion of The Deer Hunter from the text you gave me, which was, I just oh, got home. I did, didn't and I? It's yeah. just like, oh, so what are you up to tonight? Went, I've just watched The Deer Hunter. It's a really great movie, but now I'm really sad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I don't know where to go with that. Yeah, no, it's...
0: Apocalypse Now, I mean, is a complete classic. Like, everyone yeah. knows what it is, really. It's, it's the Vietnam movie, I think. Um, it's got the most iconic never...
1: opening scene for like a Vietnam I love it. era movie
0: yeah no it's incredible but the deer hunter it's probably as iconic among certain circles of pretentious film nerds um but is a similar sort of film it's a it's again a vietnam film and it came out i think the year before apocalypse now so you're getting like really close to the end of the vietnam war soon after that uh it was like 1977 i think the deer hunter come out um and basically, quick little summary, quick little mini review. Um, it is a a film about a group of like working class guys who the first is a three hour long film to begin with, which immediately will put on, like, off like ninety percent of people. I'm I think. put off. I'm yeah. Bad, bad, bad. Um, I was as well for a while. That's why I never got around to watching it, and I'd heard so much about it, but just couldn't be bothered to sit through that. But now I've kind of got to the point where I I just don't. I think. I moaned about it before, but watching Titanic sort of changed my perspective where I'm like, actually, when you're watching these long films, they don't feel quite as long, if, at least if they're like well-made movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dear Hunter, it is about a bunch of working class guys, the main one of which is Robert De Niro, who was very popular in the 70s, obviously. He'd been popular for ages, mm-hmm. but specifically around, you know, like The Godfather Part 2 and Taxi Driver and stuff. Um, and they are kind of living in this small town. I think it's in... I wanted to say Philadelphia, but it might not be. I don't think it's Philadelphia. No. Just, Pennsylvania. I think it's Pennsylvania. Uh, I thought you just uh, it was one of Philadelphia P's. and you the just out, <laughs> it, it really doesn't yes, matter, does it? Um, but yeah, no. So him and his friends go off to Vietnam in like the second act of the movie. Uh, and they one of the main things they have to do is they're forced to play uh, Russian roulette. And it really kind of fucks with them. Christopher Walken's in it as well. He's one of um, Robert De Niro's like best friends he goes off to war with. Yeah. And then the third act of the film, so the third hour of the film, <laughs> is about kind of the, I guess, after effects of them going off to Vietnam. Um, and it's like I messaged you after uh, almost immediately after watching it. I was like, it's kind of ruined my evening because it yeah. is very, very heavy. I mean, all films about Vietnam... Aren't like well, gung ho? America's great, like because Vietnam itself was such a complete shit show. Um, like I feel like all all media about it kind of emphasizes, no, this was like complete hell on earth. This yeah. was awful. I haven't um, really
1: heard of a film though. Just to quickly cut you off yeah. while you're in the middle of explaining. Sure, uh, why not? <laughs> yeah, the no, you just you grasp me the concept of the whole hour, third hour of the Deer Hunter is about the repercussions of going to Vietnam. I mm. I personally, I, I don't know if... Many probably will do exist out there, but I haven't seen many movies that do delve deeper into sort of the... Well, these are the effects. It's more just like, hey, um, shoot, shoot, Magoo, I'm um, the cool kids. Shh. I don't know. Bang. I feel
0: like... I feel like uh, as the point I was about to make before oh. you decided that this was a two-man podcast and not just Kieran <laughs> monologues for an hour. Um, How I feel dare like I? most... Vietnam movies in general like that is almost entirely what they're about. Maybe you just haven't like if have you watched Full Metal Jacket
1: I have uh I can't remember it. I remember the okay. This is my rifle and that's about it. <laughs> right,
0: okay. <laughs> because that is like every Vietnam film I've seen at least or any kind of media that involves Vietnam like if not incredibly blatantly they all deal with the kind of idea of these were incredibly young guys sent off to a place that they didn't know just to kind of die. And I don't want to get too bogged down. This is meant to be a fun podcast. That was um,
1: a downward spiral right there.
0: Yeah, no, The Deer Hunter is very much like that where... It is, and that's why. By the the end of it, it was weird because my girlfriend originally showed me it because she was she. I say she was a big fan. I think she first watched it when she was like thirteen. She said, and I was like, "Why the fuck were you allowed to watch this movie?" So what it's, you're
1: just confirming is she's just been emotionally scarred. For a <laughs> well, very apparently long time. so,
0: because by the end of it, I kind of turned to her and I was like, "That was an incredible <laughs> movie," but I don't know if I can necessarily say I like really loved it because it it wasn't like a fun experience it was just harrowing but really good and it's i like media like that like i watched shinder's list for the first time recently and that's like the definition of this is like incredibly brutal and heavy content but by the end of it you're like that was a phenomenal piece of art um yeah i don't think but yeah
1: it has to necessarily be enjoyable to be a no i mean great movie it, that's the
0: same with media in general. Like it's yeah. kind of that was part of our conversation about the Last of Us too. Is that it's a very well-made product, but it doesn't mean that by the end of yeah. it you're like, "Whoa, I had a great like uncharted wacky adventure." <laughs> but
1: the fact that you had an emotional response to it shows that yeah. it was effective.
0: So that was Kieran's movie corner. Um, yeah. I guarantee nobody is going to watch Deer Hunter off the back of this because it is a three-hour-long film. But if you have a Sunday afternoon and you want to watch. A genuinely phenomenal, like, work of art depicting one of America's worst periods, which is tricky to say because it seems like they just <laughs> keep finding a new low. You're just, um, you've
1: got to one-up yourself every we every years. <laughs> apparently
0: so. But no, uh, Deer Hunter is great um, and it is also harrowing and has changed me as a man, so... <laughs> There you go. What more can you praise about a film?
1: If you want to grow several hairs in your chest and mature beyond belief, just watch The Deer Hunter. Thank you. There you go. I I gave (laughs) that as a... Did you
0: feel like I didn't clarify well
1: enough? I I wanted to add in, I want to be your hype man, your yes man.
0: You didn't sound very hype.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because you've put me off with the idea of it. I'll be honest, I still, I like the idea of it but it's still the three hours. I'm just like... I, yeah, no, that is tricky. look into um, my week, I'm just like, I don't have three hours. Come on, man. No,
0: it's... I think I've become more open to the idea of three-hour films just mm. because... I don't know. I guess part of me is like, I'm okay with setting apart an entire evening to this one film, but that is what you've got to do. Like, it's yeah. not a, a quick look. Oh, that's another thing. Another tiny little Kieran movie corner, oh, if you wouldn't mind, Tom. Do you mind? Into,
1: I, I would fucking love it
0: wonderful have you you might have actually seen this one i don't know have you seen a very again the most hairbreak turn in terms of theme we could have oh. have you seen pop star never stop never stopping
1: i told you to watch pop star never stop never i know it was someone
0: yes. oh because Dick. i as soon as i finished it i messaged and you're going to be very upset I, by this i'm already i was upset. talking I to uh, our friend joe and i was like did you tell me to watch this movie he's like no i've never seen that and i'm like somebody did and it was you my co-host. I, uh, i'm gonna
1: hold up my hand to myself and i'm visibly shaking with anger
0: oh i'm very sorry That's well right. it, as it you happens. all know then yeah. it's a very funny movie
1: i it's great i would say it was a movie because well, it's andy sandberg and i absolutely love him the, yeah the lonely island yeah. gang uh and it was a movie that I went in going like, oh, it's, it's, it's going to be just like a whatever movie. It'll be fine. Uh, but then I watched it and I was like, this is, I don't know why, because it's not like a work of art or anything. But I was like, hmm. this is one of the greatest movies I've seen just because from start to finish, it's just fun. Yeah. It's no, the it's, most um, watchable thing in the world.
0: It's really surprisingly good because I don't... Sh- shocker, a lot of people hate me saying this. I don't really find Andy Sandberg very enjoyable to watch. I can't watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine for that reason. You I just find him a bit disgust off-putting. disgust me as a human. Um, so I guess going, <laughs> oh, I'll check out this movie in which he's the main character was probably a strange move on my behalf, but I genuinely loved it. And I mm. think, as you said, the one thing that stood out for me is before watching it, I was thinking I'm not, there's not many comedy films um, that I know that I'm like a massive fan of. I genuinely find, generally find comedy kind of a very hit or miss genre. Yeah. The same way a lot of people find horror, but for the most part, I love all horror, even if it's awful. Um, So I went into it very apprehensive, but it's literally like at least minimum every 10 seconds I was laughing. It is so consistently funny. Yeah. And, the complete opposite of deer hunter it's like an hour and 20 minutes it's such a quick breezy film and it is so so good and i really liked it I'm and you know this anyway but really, it's great
1: really happy that you like it i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna chalk that up as a i'm gonna add that as a in my you can have that one. It <laughs> to you list I'm, i'm growing it slowly so far it was good no it was great it was really it great was, yeah
0: um so Basically. yeah i mean i was the most shocking thing for me was that i don't really love andy sandberg and yet i really 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 enjoyed it i think he's um,
1: he's a very talented talented actor but i think in certain well i can definitely see why brooklyn 99 might not be your style especially because you've got a heavy love for the office yeah
0: it seemed almost like a, a parody of that almost yeah, it's
1: it's they, they have their own humor but sometimes it folds into that demographic and you're a bit like ah they're just, they're just trying to go for it but I, I genuinely think the one thing that i do like about him just to ride in his coattails for a bit is uh whatever role he's in and whatever he's doing he throws himself into it sort of a hundred percent and that's yeah. why i really appreciate it and yeah basically don't watch the deer hunter forget about the past 10 minutes <laughs> do just watch, watch the, the deer po- Hunter. pop star never stop never watch stopping. deer hunter
0: and then pop star the ultimate double bill <laughs> <laughs> have um, a whiplash
1: of emotion yeah
0: we should also watch whiplash that's great as well oh
1: I just, can we just add on like another 20 minutes yeah while i just talk oh about mate whiplash? we should
0: just do i mean this is our 10th episode we should just do the top 10 films ever that we can't agree on because we both have radically different lists I mean, mine's I'm, the deer hunter 10 I'm times
1: happy to go all night mine would just be rocky and then rocky t- 4 yeah no that's fair and then just rocky 4
0: not rocky 5 no i was gonna say don't, 5 is don't you Wait, which is 5? Is 5 the one with Tommy Gunn? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my god,
0: fuck that movie. I I almost forgotten it existed. And yeah. <laughs> I thought there was another one, but then I'm thinking of Balboa, yeah. I think, which Who, is kind of Rocky 6. Nah, that's just
1: that's just Rocky Balboa. Who wants to watch Balboa a Rocky right. film with no boxing?
0: Yeah, no, it's yeah. uh no, Balboa has got boxing. He's just definitely no, shouldn't be because he's like about 60.
1: Rocky 5. Balboa, I think was a good return to form. Personally, a lot it's, of people hate that movie.
0: I I don't like think it. it's worthy of hate, but I think that if you're doing a comeback, Creed is miles beyond yeah. anything Balboa could have hoped to be. Um, and oh. then you've got Rocky Five, which is a genuine... I actually, I remember now, I finished Rocky Five because we had a bit of a Rocky marathon in our house because yeah. my girlfriend loved the Rocky films and I'd never seen them. Um, and we kind of, we watched four, and four is incredible and it's got the great fight of Ivan Drago at the end. And even my girlfriend, who loves Rocky, was like, eh, we could maybe get round to five eventually. Yeah. I'm like, well, no, we probably should. Like, We're watching them all. Nah, and uh, as soon as we watched it, I was like, I, w- I didn't just dislike it. I actively hated yeah, it. I thought it, it was awful. Uh,
1: disregard what I just said about if a movie can have an emotional reaction in you, it's, <laughs> it's got to be good. <laughs> Rocky 5 is one of the biggest missteps of a franchise I think yeah. I've ever seen.
0: It's very bad. Well, because it makes you dislike Rocky, which is like, I don't know how they managed to do that because Sylvester Stallone managed to, like, that was what originally surprised me. And now we're just doing Rocky talk. Um, Uh, I I enjoy Rocky talk. um, The first Rocky when we watched it, because I kind of had this idea of Rocky from, I guess, where I'd watched Creed, where... He's likable, but he's kind of more of a background character. So then watching Rocky for the first time, I was really surprised by how likable Sylvester Stallone made him as a character. Like, he's not just some dumb boxer guy. You genuinely, like, really love Rocky Balboa. Yeah. Um, and it's... then Five just shits all over that, and he's a complete dick to, like, his son and Adrian, and he's just ah, a piece of I just
1: shit. fucking hate him. I, I like how in Rocky... If you watch them back to back, because of how likable he makes the character, every fight you see him in, you're like actively cheering him as if like, oh, 100%, it's a live yeah. piece of sport. It's like, yeah, I can go. Yeah,
0: um, it's incredible. I read a really great review before. I think it was when I watched Rocky One. I was just on Letterboxd looking for mm-hmm. all of them, and someone wrote about how uh, they were like in a math They had like a massive Italian family, and they were at some family gathering. Uh, and Rocky was on in the background and like near the end of the film, everyone got really immersed in it. Like it was a proper fight with like some classic yeah. Italian boxer. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no, I could totally get behind it that. That's it. definitely real. I do think uh, yeah.
1: Creed is one of the best reboots I've seen of a franchise. Because yeah, if you're taking definitely, something definitely. that has that much pedigree and then you're still making it a fantastic end product, that that takes some doing.
0: Yeah, I think the weird thing for me initially was that I watched Creed 1 before I'd watched any Rocky film and then Creed 2. And so watching them all in order and then finishing it with Creed 1 and 2 is 100% the best way to do it because, you know, in Creed, I mean, slight spoilers, Rocky gets uh, cancer and like... The first time I watched it in the cinema, I kind of like, okay, like I didn't, you know, I don't really know this character. Yeah. But then watching all the Rocky films and then watching Creed, I was like you welling up. Bit, I was yeah. like, oh no, Rocky can't die. And I know he doesn't <laughs> die, but it was just like, getting, it was yeah. like, a it was this real guy. Like he does make him such a three dimensional yeah. character. It's great. I
1: don't know. What made Creed so good? If it was the director, because he did sort of, I think it was Fruitville Station, and he went on to do sort he of Black did, Panther. and
0: then uh, what's the name? Ryan Coogler, I think he went yeah. on to do Black Panther. Yeah, um, I
1: don't know if it was him or Michael B. Jordan, because now I I can't even envision a Creed movie without Michael B. Nah. Jordan. He's such a grasping He is. A, actor. He is like, yeah, he's Apollo Creed's yeah. son.
0: You don't really see him as you know the guy who plays <laughs> no, uh, the Human Torch in Fantastic Four, whatever. Gets even yeah, even in that no, movie, I gets
1: a lot of flack. Fantastic Four, or I didn't watch Fan it. I didn't State. bother. Uh, he's still pretty good in the rock. Yeah, be honest with no, you. he's a
0: very he's a great actor. Like any film I see that he's in, I'm always really down to watch because he's mm. just very likable to watch. And unlike Tommy Gunn from Rocky Five, the anger's <laughs> back. The, the shaking started
1: again. I'm oh gonna my God, spill right. my drink, which I've finished. So I think you've finished. Is a, finished. <laughs> you can tell I have finished it because right. it's slurring. <laughs>
0: Uh, Well, I think I finished mine as well, actually, very recently. So I think that very naturally brings us to the end of Rocky Talk and subsequently, unfortunately, the The end end of of this episode of the podcast. Um, But as always, before we go, do you, Tom, have any wholesome advice to offer our little kiddies at home who are sitting around the fire listening to this recording?
1: Normally, and I'll, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit, I do try and plan out at least like a... An idea of, of advice. Uh, right, okay. A couple of I days in advance. I know where this is going. <laughs> uh, I, I got home, had a nap, didn't have time to plan out any advice. So this okay. is just... I'm just free-balling it. Off the top of
0: your noggin. At this point. Go on. So
1: I might need you to the vamp for like five well, seconds okay. while what? I
0: you hang on you memory map. little people little known fact about you a bit more building tom's character oh. talking about rocky you are technically an undefeated boxer aren't you
1: no very oh you know i thought you had no. two fights two fights lost one won one.
0: Oh, okay well there you go that's not a bad track record yeah from your extensive boxing training and this can be your substitute for life advice if you want what's uh what's the first thing that people don't know about boxing that you can peel back that curtain and reveal live on this podcast.
1: Hurts. Hurts like Well a there you a go. Bitch.
0: So this has been episode uh, <laughs> Nah, just
1: like uh when I first before I ever did any sort of boxing, I didn't submerge myself in that world, but I did do a little bit. Um yeah. I always I thought like, ah, I'll be like Rocky, it'll be fine. It's padded gloves, it'll be alright. Nah, it hurts
0: yeah. a lot. I've never done any contact sports, or really any sports at all. You so. get the achiness
1: as well. Yeah, uh, I've still been trying to just wrap my. Are you brain still trying to do the life advice? I'll I thought that was going
0: to give it. Yeah, I'll give you a chance. That, you haven't got to do any now, but. Nah, but now if you're I committed. Feel, I
1: feel like there's a prestige. There's a there's an element to it that I need to come up. There's with There's definitely something. a running theme and with... it would
0: disappoint everybody if you didn't provide. Yeah, I'm just
1: thinking of all the stupid shit I've already said I'm like oh, no, I've done that one done that one done all that right, one. All right.
0: What about um, um and this is your out you can have this as your advice. What's your like drinking tips? What's like a nice cocktail or like something you think goes well? Cuz I said I we spoke earlier about what rum goes with. Oh, What's I your little little drinking f- tomtid bit?
1: This can also quickly zigzag into a tangent story uh where this <laughs> right? morning okay. cuz the the whistle's been blown. Everybody knows I work at a bar now. They um, do. I was trying to keep that track a secret. You down. I, I was trying to build up a repertoire as like Elon Musk's illegitimate son and then try and keep <laughs> that going. But <laughs> so no, steal
0: all of his he does.
1: I, I work in a bar in Suffolk. Uh, no, I had to make a bunch of cocktails this morning as like massive old fucking picture stuff. Nice. So I did do a rum punch, which you mentioned earlier. I was going to jump on I it. I do down. love rum punch. Fucking so great. Also made a really, really nice strawberry daiquiri. So if you're looking to nice. make it, get some frozen strawberries. Add some sugar syrup, which sugar syrup is just equal parts sugar and water. You just heat it until it dissolves. Uh, Chuck in a little bit of cranberry juice. Hint, a a wisp, if you will, of lime juice. Nice. Uh, And then instead of rum, because daiquiri is normally done with rum, fun fact kids, uh, chuck in vodka because it cuts through a little bit better. You can't taste it as much. And then have that. It'll be served cold because it's frozen strawberries and it is... Absolutely delightful.
0: Is that your Tom advice for this week?
1: No, my Tom advice I'm gonna phone it in this week. Just treat others how you want to be treated. The most I feel cliche. like you've done that one already. Have I? Uh, <laughs> Maybe
0: Are you can, no, that's fine. Or your your advice could be watch the deer hunter. Okay, go uh, on, Tom. I'll, say give,
1: it. I'll give some actual like uh, a goal for everybody who listens this week. Okay, right. Uh, pick one person on your contact list that you haven't spoken to in a while and just. Give them a text. See how they're doing, because that's nice. If I I don't know if it's the same for you, but when one of my friends who I haven't spoken to in a while texts me, uh, it it just it makes my whole day. I've had a couple of them. Uh, from it's nice. Yeah, people. I think yeah. during lockdown it people have done that a bit more. Alleviates you quite a lot. Lockdown I think brought it to the forefront, but now it's just like yeah. Try and keep it going. Which I'm a hypocrite. I don't follow that advice because I don't text people because I hate it. Um. But I'm gonna to try to. And if you try it with me, the world's winning. Isn't Should we it? just
0: message each other and then we can pat ourselves on the back? Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Great. Well, on that wholesome note, um, as always, we are on Instagram at Bev Boys Pod. Mention that up top, but hey ho, here we are again. And uh Tom and I are also real life human beings. So if you know us, um, I don't know, say hello, do what you wanna do. That's about it. We we can (laughs) be your one
1: text this week. Just text us. I can be your
0: hero, baby. (laughs) Please, Tom, let me end. (laughs) Let me go.
1: (laughs) I'll uh, I'll unchain you for this episode. You can go away, have a walk.
0: Wonderful, as always. Okay, goodbye, everybody. Bye.